0: It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is time for California Wine Country with Dan Berger. And joining us today, Mr. Barry Herbst, the wine buyer from uh, Bottle Barn, of course. Barry, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you as well. Thank you. And we're going to talk about wine competition winners that are now available at Bottle Barn. I'll turn it over to Dan.
1: This was an exciting season. Wine competition season got started earlier than ever before, December 7th and 8th, with competitions in my own competition, which was held at the fairgrounds. And then uh, sometime in early January, we had the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, which was held in Cloverdale. And those are the earliest two wine competitions of the new calendar year, one actually in 2021. And the Press Democrat competition is coming up. In about it's three weeks, and then we've got another one. The East-West competition is going to be there in about a week and a Next half. Week. Next week. Yeah. And so, then we have the
2: Winter Olympics coming up.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm, uh, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm into uh, ice falling down. Is what I, it's, uh, The Winter Wine Olympics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's
1: talk about that. Uh, yeah. Ice wine. We need ice wine in our lives. You know,
0: uh, people have brought in ice wine before here on this program. Good good
1: ones can be fascinating.
0: Yes. There were a couple from New York that I actually found fascinating. They are great. Enjoyed. But some some, of
1: them were horrible. Yeah. By some coincidence, I was on the telephone yesterday with a guy by the name of Peter Bell, who's the winemaker for (coughs) Fox Run in New York, and he told me that seven New York State wineries are going to make ice wine this year.
0: Yeah, it's big. In, it's a big deal.
1: In upstate New York. And five wineries in Michigan are going to make it.
0: Yeah, Michigan, I've heard that too. Yeah. Of
1: all places. Yeah. And in fact, all the wineries in Michigan harvested their grapes after January 1, interestingly enough. Yeah. That's that's rare. Usually it's in December.
2: When I think of fine wine, I often think of Michigan. Oh, stop it. <laughs>
1: We we've tasted Michigan wine on this show before. Yes, it's, we have. It can it's, be good. Yes, could be very good. Barry, what is yeah. this? A and you need up. a
0: lot of great wine if you're a Detroit Lions fan. It's
1: <laughs> <Well, laughs> the only yes. way you can watch. Exactly. Okay. And, the, you, and the key word is a lot.
3: <laughs> Barry Herbst. Yes, sir.
0: What's new at Bottle Barn, dude?
3: Well, we're just uh, kind of recovering from the holidays. That's
1: and, really good stuff. Yeah. What is it?
3: Well, when you think of sparkling wine, you think of New Mexico, of
1: course. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
3: This is Gruet Brut from New uh, New Mexico, and it was a double gold winner at the Chronicle competition this year.
1: Beautiful wine,
3: uh, year after year, really solid. Uh, God, I think they've been doing it thirty years now, probably. Yeah,
0: I like l- it. Let me see that. Uh, that is uh, a just, nice, sh- yeah. Just show it to me. G R U E T.
3: Yeah, always Good. a great seller at the store and super reasonable because these,
1: these guys have been making sparkling for over twenty years, mm. and a real secret to their success is that they figured out after many years how to transport the grapes from where they're grown to where the winery is located. It's a long drive. It's about a five-hour drive as far as I remember. I can't remember the details, but the grapes are grown in the central part of New Mexico, and the winery is located in the southern part of New Mexico, and it takes a long time to get those grapes down there, and there's a danger of making the wine from deteriorated grapes. So you have to be extremely careful. It's an expensive process for them to haul those grapes down.
2: So what is the appropriate amount of time to transport a grape to still make a good wine?
1: It really depends on the grape variety. If a grape variety has thick skins, they can go days. If they're thin skins, you, hours. Mm. So it's really – and champagne grapes, this is probably Champa- Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And both of those are thin-skinned grapes, so it's not easy to truck them very far.
3: Yeah, and first vintage for these guys. It said on the back label, nineteen eighty-nine,
1: so wow. over twenty-five.
3: Wow! Yeah, I had not heard of them before. Yeah, good stuff. Unbelievable price on this too, because obviously, property in New Mexico is a little less expensive than California or Champagne. Uh, so we sell this for thirteen forty-nine a bottle. Oh, I'll give we, you a break! That's a great out. price. Yeah. G R U E T. Yeah, it's a are always. All right. Is it
2: Gruet or Gruet?
3: That's a good question. I have not heard a definitive. I kind of toggle back and forth between the two, figuring I have a 50% chance of being right. <laughs> but I've heard Gruet more probably than Gruet. <clears throat> or if you
1: want to be a just call it
3: Gruet Brut. There you go.
1: <laughs> Gruet Brut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what else you got there, Barry?
2: Okay. Well, I had to bring Chardonnay for you. I will toss in, and I know Steve's not a sparkling wine Fanatic, uh, I am. This Mm. is a delicious sparkling wine.
3: I'm glad you liked it. It's good. The Chardonnay coming up is uh, Chalk Hill Oh, from the Sonoma Coast. Actually, this was a double gold medal winner in the Chronicle competition. uh, Don't worry, I have your uh, New Zealand Sauvignon
1: Blanc on deck. Thank
2: goodness. (laughs) As you open that, I'll ask Dan, how did the Chronicle competition end up in Cloverdale?
1: There was a competition that existed in Cloverdale years ago all by itself. It was a small, small event. And the the Chronicle people got the idea that if they could sponsor a wine competition, they could promote and, and, and help the industry, and they sort of joined forces. And they called that event. They had to be calling it the Cloverdale Citrus Fair had been the name of it. Right. And then when the Chronicle got involved, It became the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, even though Cloverdale Citrus Fair had been the original name. And Steve Falk, uh,
0: one of the owners of the Press Democrat, started the San Francisco Chronicle Competition Mm -hmm. when he was at the Chronicle, Mm -hmm. and then he uh, became an owner of the Press Democrat and has started the Press Democrat Mm -hmm. Wine Challenge, which is coming up.
3: Yeah, both great competitions. The Chronicle, obviously, quite a large one, I think, First year I started, they were near 7,000 wines. Yeah, this all, year, from
0: all over the country, right? From
3: Yeah, they're going into South America now. Yeah, all over, over the world. Outside and, of the uh, United and, and States. And one
0: of the things I like about the Press Democrat uh, competition is mm-hmm. that it is four of our wine areas
3: mm-hmm.
0: here in Northern California.
3: Yeah, totally different formats. <laughs> right, No price categories in the uh, uh, tasting for Press Democrat. And then Chronicle breaks it down by cat uh, range of price. So you're basically tasting peers against peers. It's a pretty <coughs> controversial. Everybody has a different opinion on what's better. And you both are judges in both competitions?
0: I don't, I don't mm.
1: judge The Chronicle because I have a philosophical disagreement with them. Sounds juicy. What would that be? Oh, it's too complicated to go into, but it's uh, it has to do with the pricing. Uh, it's very, very difficult to create price categories for wine because every wine is discounted, and that's one of the reasons why Bottle Barn does such a fabulous job. Bottle Barn is the best – I to me, it's the best wine uh, shop in the United States. And the reason is that Barry not only tastes every bottle that's in there, but also because he discounts everything that he's got. There's not a single bottle that's not discounted. Therefore, the price categories that are in competitions are somewhat artificial. Mm. And I don't believe in them, so I just won't judge that. I don't want my name associated with an artificial competition.
0: But you're both (laughs) judges Mm. in the Press Democrat. Oh, absolutely.
1: And, in fact, the Press Democrat is, I think, one of the best competitions going in the country these days. And well, good because Steve Falk is listening, and uh, right. I hope so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, down this year to about fifty-two hundred wines because I think between the fires and a few other issues, um, a lot of people didn't make wine in twenty-twenty. that mm-hmm. would have been submitted. Um, yeah, so that was noticeable.
1: This well, this year. is a really different wine from the previous vintage of um, of Chalk, Chalk Hill. This wine mm-hmm. has got better acidity than the pre- What was this, a 20? 19 vintage. Oh, this is yeah. a 19. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they did a good job with this. Barry, mm-hmm. uh, talk about this wine and what it is exactly.
3: So uh, Chalk Hill used to be part of the uh, Bowley group of wineries. The, um was recently, s- or the wholesale side was sold off. And uh, Chalk Hill has been known mostly Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, in Cabernet for years, right on Chalk Hill Road, and uh, consistent year in and year out. And it seems like, you know, I think originally the Reds got a lot of attention, but now the Chardonnays, they make two in a state and a Sonoma Coast, and they're perennial winners in all the competitions now. Um, always reasonably priced and top-notch. I think this is kind of your cup of tea, Steve, you'll see. And he's
1: got his cup open hey, uh, and waiting. He's,
3: he's ready.
1: They have a, va- a really fabulous uh, viticultural uh, system over there uh, with a great, great viticulturist who had been in there for uh, since the beginning, Mark Lingenf- Lingenfelder. He's very, very highly respected in the industry, and um, they really have worked hard on growing their grapes in the proper manner. And this really shows that. it got that lemon oil component. It's almost like a little teeny bit of candle wax. Fabulous candle acidity. wax. Well, just a
2: trace. no. I, I get it, but <laughs> just the trace of candle wax <laughs> is a good thing to yeah. me. <laughs> well, well, it, that's the first time I've heard you use candle wax as a descriptor. <laughs> for the I wine. agree. Yeah. Well, what can I say? What I can agree? would
0: think a little bit goes a long way in <laughs> candle wax. Yeah. The first time he said tobacco about seven years ago, I went really. Let me try that. Really? <laughs> Well, it's just the, what's I'm the, spending $12 a pack on American spirits. So, uh, I mean...
2: You
3: can oh, combine your two vices. Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, wine and tobacco? Okay. Thanks, Dan. And now candle wax. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know what's going to come out of my mouth. I'm sorry.
0: And what is uh, this shard this is really nice. Yeah, it's big, it's rich. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It is rich.
1: But it's rich, but the acidity brings it back in the aftertaste so that it goes yeah, with yeah. food as well
3: no i agree i agree yeah i think this competes with a lot of the 40 50 dollar bottles we have in the store and we're selling this for 26.99 and okay solid it's really tasty wine.
1: tasty wine and really reasonably priced mm-hmm. harry i'm enjoying it okay
2: um mm-hmm. I, I i you know i'm a sparkling wine fan so i Mm-hmm. pained me to pour the mm-hmm. residual remainder of my sparkling wine. Well, there's still uh,
3: <laughs> two-thirds fu- of a bottle here,
2: uh, so it got long. your name on it. Uh, <laughs> but this was a nice follow to that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty good stuff.
2: I particularly enjoy the candle wax component.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's growing on you.
3: It's getting more and more
2: intense. I'm being
1: teased, I think. I, I, I just, how do I guess always?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We tease... Everyone, but we,
1: especially you, more yeah, right? than yeah. anyone. What's else? a wine columnist with a thin skin? <laughs> yeah.
2: He's yeah, dead. Come exactly. <laughs> on, and I'll tell well, you He's you not going to travel more than a few hours.
1: I learned that from you
2: just a little while ago. Yeah, that's right.
0: I was going to say earlier that, uh, in my opinion, I think Dan Berger may be wired on uh, espresso today because <laughs> he's talking a lot more than often he does. <laughs> We don't have a guest
2: today I have to fill in the air <laughs> yeah, time. We do. Yeah. Oh I'm Herp. sorry no. Barry. Wow. You say that and he's sitting right next to no, you I,
3: I don't feel like a guest I feel like uh, I'm a Hall well, of Famer you, right, you are right. Oh, <laughs> It hasn't been rescinded Because I don't show up as much no. right? okay. no. uh, We didn't know if there was a minimum it. Attendance requirement uh, No there's not but okay. we, we would love it
0: uh, If you'd show up more uh, Barry Herbst the and wine buyer for Bottle Barn Which sponsors California wine country and by the way all these segments on California Wine Country are uh, podcasted. Fabulous. It's CalWineCountry.com.
2: It's particularly helpful if you hear us talking about a wine that you'd like to try, but you didn't get time to jot it down. You can go mm. back to the podcast, listen to the episode, well, and get that wine name and even the price. When- well
3: There'll be an upcoming podcast on candle wax wines. <laughs> right? That's right.
2: A special one. <laughs> I'll bring you one. <laughs> Next California week. CaliforniaWineCountryCandleWax.com. com. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> It's a (laughs) hashtag.
2: I get it in the neck every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as well you
0: should. Mm -hmm. right, for sure. Uh, But the
2: the thing about that, Dan, is, and I joke with you, people will know exactly what you're talking about. When you use Mm -hmm. terms like that, they'll go, I know exactly what he means by that. Well, Mm -hmm. and when he said candle
0: wax, as I tasted this, I got it. (laughs) I mean,
2: whether it comes
0: into my head... (laughs) Whether he 's some sort of uh doing some jedi uh, jedi guy a <laughs> shaman he's Spengali. a wine svengali <laughs> okay. but you know i I was just tasting as he used the term uh candle wax the word candle wax, and I went, i got it,
3: yeah oh, I like suddenly it. got candle wax and i
0: didn 't <laughs> want candle wax.
3: <laughs> It's
0: not, it's not a
1: positive or a negative. It's just an observation yeah, of no, what you're I smelling. Agree. That's I all. agree. Yeah. And there
3: are a lot of other things going on. You got hazelnut, lemon, buttery, a lot of other things. So going it on. got a little lime
1: in here as well, mm-hmm. which is surprising, because in the aftertaste, when the wine was as cold as it was when you brought it in, I didn't pick up the lime. Now that it's at Best, better temperature mm-hmm. the lime character comes through in the aftertaste and I really like this wine it's very nice oh, this mm-hmm. room
2: is at 33 degrees Dan yes, so I'm not right. quite sure that's room temperature
1: no I'm going home to test myself for COVID right after this oh, <laughs> oh stop it <laughs> hey I can tease you now and then too uh,
0: you know come on we're all
1: vaxxed to the max that's mm-hmm. for sure
0: it's we're all okay boosted. I
1: did it we did a test today we did the test Came out negative, just to let you know. Thank you. <laughs> you came out negative? I came out well, negative.
0: Well, thank God. It's <laughs> a good thing. You're often negative on this show. <laughs> <but> that's,
1: <laughs> that's another time. Okay, there we <laughs> go. Know, that's <laughs> right. candle wax. Can we, uh, can we move to the cellar wine now, and well, then we'll move to the other wines Oh, later. yeah, you oh, brought it. Well, oh, we c- got c- c- one more white. Okay, oh, okay. we got one, one more right. white. Okay.
3: Unless you want to be unorthodox no, and just, do the white after I'm the red thing. I'm
1: always unorthodox.
3: Dan
0: is definitely wired on espresso. I can guarantee it.
3: <laughs> got to check him for his caffeine level next <laughs> okay. time before I, it comes you know, he comes in. What are we
2: pouring, Barry? He never interrupts <laughs> yeah,
3: like he did today. He's on fire. You know he's right? on fire, yeah. <laughs> this one's from Dan's competition now, the Mahua Sauvignon Blanc, uh, New Zealand. This
1: got a triple gold at my wine competition in December.
3: Yeah, From Marlborough, Mahua. New Zealand, twenty twenty vintage.
2: Would you mind spelling Mohua?
3: Yeah, you'd think it sounds Hawaiian, doesn't it? M O H U A.
2: Sounds like it.
1: Smells like it. Delicious wine, Dan. Well, this is absolutely one of the most classic examples of New Zealand style Sauvignon Blanc as 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 you will ever see in this world, and in most of the cases, Mm. these wines sell for between eighteen and twenty a bottle, and this wine at Bottle Barn is. You're not going to believe it. 10 99 What a joke. Well, this is fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need He's a corkscrew. He's sitting or... right next to you. Hey, <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Should this I raise price right the price right now? C- <laughs> if you're listening to us in, in Hoover, Massachusetts, go online to BottleBarn.com and order a case of this. This is fabulous wine for the money. And, and you'll by never the way, get th-
0: you know, we're n- this show is number one in Hoover.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> We're very proud of you them. got the Nielsen's on Hoover didn't you? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> added bonus no uh, corkscrew required no
1: corkscrew required just a screw cap uh, 10.99 come on it's i'm going to buy a case of this next week quickly mm-hmm. uh, reiterate
0: and ex- explain the the vintage and what this 2020 is 2020
3: vintage mahua M O H U A sauvignon blanc Marlborough New Zealand 10.99 a bottle you're right in the middle of the New Zealand side, I like right, this.
1: and it's a classic example of New Zealand style wine. It's got that green element to it. It's a little bit lime mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of. Yeah, uh,
0: I've got a lot of green and lime oh, in here. It's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Little yeah. cat
3: boxy,
1: a little
0: cat boxy, but in not that. not too. In, much in the most <laughs> positive way. <laughs>
1: Cat Did you boxy. say cat
2: boxy? <laughs> yes, That's he's, tradition. He's <laughs> yeah, used that
0: before, and it always blows me away, and I don't <laughs> want to go into it. So we're wrapping up this week's California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest today is uh, Barry Herbst, the wine guy from a Bottle Barn, and this uh, segment every week brought to you by Bottle Barn. All right, we've only got a couple minutes. So, Barry, go ahead and I wrap think it up
1: for us. We're
2: sampling sure. Dan's cellar wine, are we not? Yeah, yeah. You want to talk Two- about that?
1: 2006 Gloria Ferrer Pinot Noir. Uh, it's got a single vineyard uh, designation, and uh, it's a, a wine from um, uh, Sonoma Valley. Wow, really nice wine. That yeah. is great. But this is an example of 06. 06. 06. This is a cellar wine. This is Rust Rock vine- uh, Rust Rock Terrace Vineyard, and uh, it was one of their special selections back in 06, and uh, it had one more an extra bottle, and we thought it'd bring it today. It's delicious wine. It really it's is. A a of one, still. Fary. No, I agree. I,
2: I do. I do love this. You know, I'm a Pinot fan. Yeah. And is this wine still being made? I know it's a you 2006. Know, I don't
1: think that the Rust Rock uh, Vineyard uh, label exists anymore, but I, I know that they're still making great Pinot Noir. All right. Definitely
2: yeah, definitely. Worth it. The great thing about Dan's cellar wines is most of the time, you can't get them anymore. Right.
0: <laughs> Long gone.
2: They've been laid down for a while.
0: And many times, he brings in his cellar wines, and you don't want to get it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but this, this Pinot
3: is great. Yeah. yeah really nice. All right. What are we moving on to from Bottle bar? So we got a uh, Primitivo, which is uh, not a super common grape uh, thing. It's uh, from Delormier. Um, we'll keep it short. I'll mention quickly in the interim that we have an ad in the or in the Press Democrat this week of all the Chronicle winners that we're promoting, and then online we have a whole thing. So all these wines we're tasting today will be in there. But uh, Delormier Primitivo, this did really well in Harvest Fair, Best of Class, and then Double Gold in San Francisco Chronicle. Primitivo is a relative of Zinfandel. It's going to give you a lot of the same qualities, and uh, it's part of the Wilson family of wines. They always do really well uh, in the competition. Uh, the nice the Wilson family, uh, they
0: do yeah. unbelievable Spot on stuff year yeah. after year.
2: Beautifully
1: warm wine.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, this will go with winter cuisine as much as you want to give it, I would think.
0: You know, lamb you stew
1: with a bay leaf in it. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Again,
0: bottlebarn.com. You can uh, get wine delivered and uh, you can pick up at bottlebarn. Barn.
3: Pickup, still going strong. Yep.
0: Yeah, and you can go in and. Look at everything they have, not just wine, but, of course, spirits and beer, the best. It is the best place to buy anything that could be considered an alcoholic beverage in uh, the North Bay. Bottle Barn, thanks to Barry Herbst and to Dan Berger, of course.